Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back. We are back, folks. After a longer than expected hiatus. It's July. It's July. It's and July. What was the last episode? I April? Do, I don't know. It may have been April. It, it was probably April. There's been a lot going on. Uh, in like you know, you move off campus and you have uh, <laughs> more responsibilities. You have to cook for yourself. Yep. As we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And um, you've got, and then sometimes you get a yard. Sometimes you get roommates uh, and they throw up in your yard and you got to clean that up. And that takes. What? Well, I, I'm trying to bring it back to the campus counselor's like. Okay, okay. The theme here. <laughs> Nobody threw up in our yard. No one That's threw not up. why we've been gone. <laughs> Just things have been happening and it, they took time out of our lives. Right. Today's episode is called Campus Counselors Moving Off Campus Edition because, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why we've been gone so long is because we bought a house. One of the reasons. One of the reasons. I wasn't planning on getting into the other ones, but the awkward silence makes me feel like I have to now. Well, I've... The work's been busy. I will speak for myself personally. I've had some crazy work stuff going on um, that, uh, yeah, that has just been crazy. And I think that's normal for your late 20s, that you have kind of like a career crisis moment. And that's what's been going down for for your co-host here, Carly Hess. So. Oh, God, we haven't done intros. I see. I knew this was going to happen. I hit record on this, and I said, Carly, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like, I don't know. If I've, and I've, I didn't even introduce ourselves or what we are, who we are. Um, I mean, I've been, like Carly mentioned, I, I've been at work. This is Marty, by the way, um, of, of Campus Counselors fame and fortune. Um, <laughs> all the fortunes all the making. Fort- oh, thank you for that ad money, uh, Blue Apron. Um, <laughs> you know, we keep talking about how it's hard to cook. You wonder why that we do that. Um, no, so, yeah, I, I mean, for me, why are you giving me that face? It was like a funny joke about ad deals and, like, no, no, how we no, talk no, about... No, I liked it, I liked it, I liked it. Like, We're out of it's practice. hard to cook, so We're you're like... We're out of practice. No, it's okay. We're back You're making me all self-conscious about in. this stuff. I haven't even explained what's been wrong, what I've been up to. Okay, what's what's been wrong slash what have you been I've, up to, babe? Work. Yeah. Work's been busy. Yeah. Um, he's, he's literally been living in the house... That we just bought for less time than he's been gone. That I've been traveling, yeah, yeah. For, for work stuff. Yeah. So. Which, you know, Campus Counselors, the show can't go on if Martin Hess isn't holding it down. Mostly because I know how to use the microphone. That's actually 100% correct. I have no idea how this setup works. <laughs> I'm like looking at the computer in front of you right now, and I don't know what you pulled up or how it's connected to the microphone. So That's that's called job security, ladies and gentlemen. If you know what to do. So you know how the stuff works and other people don't. They'll keep you around. Amen. Amen. That's a deep cut. So, yeah, we, we, we bought a home. Yep. And uh, we, we've covered this topic before kind mm-hmm. of loosely. Yeah. And I think if you go back to like maybe episode three, we're like, yeah, we don't know how this works. And then we super found out how it works pretty quickly. Something you should know about the Hess family is that when we go, we go hard. And it was like we weren't thinking about buying a house. And then we saw a house. And we were like, we should just buy that and house. And I was like... I, if, if you know me, you know, outside of this podcast, you know that I constantly talk about like spiritual feelings and I was like told like, this is your house. And when I tell Marty something like that, when I'm like, Marty, this is our house. He knows that like, I will not back down. Like, (laughs) this is totally what we're doing. So it was pedal to the metal. It was really, really intense. We went from knowing nothing to having to learn a lot. And we want to share what we learned with you today. Yes. So we have, these are our five uh, tips for home buying. Yep. Should we just go down the list? We, we will. What we did was we, yeah, we, we put it, um, put what we've learned into five 
tips for anyone who's considering buying a house. This is ideally things that you will think through and think about before you're and, knee deep in it. And when we, when we say house, we just mean property. You know, that's I'm, true. You, you, maybe you want to buy a condo. Yep. Maybe you want to buy an apartment. There are perks to buying a condo. Maybe you want to buy an empty lot and yep. then build a tree house in there. Yes. And that's where you want to live. If you're buying an empty lot and putting a tree make house sure in there. Make sure you get your permits. Do, get those permits and then write to us and tell us how you did it. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't think we'll, I think we're just going to go tip by tip, babe. Tip by tip? <laughs> we're just going to go tip by tip. Disgusting. <laughs> oh my God. Just go, just do it because we're already down the, this rabbit hole of nonsense. Okay. It's not a rabbit hole of nonsense. We're going to take it back. We're out of practice y'all, but I hope, I hope that you're our loyal listeners and you're coming back. You've After three months part. and all of a sudden you get this push notification and you're like, oh yeah, I remember, I subscribed I remember to this them. podcast. Yes. Excellent. Ages ago. Excellent. All right. Um, so the first tip that we have is rather a question that you should ask yourself before you consider buying a home. And that is the following. Do you need a house or did the real estate industry tell you that you did? They'll try to tell you that you do. They'll try to tell you that you do. And then they'll also try and tell you like, you should probably buy a house that's maybe three times your budget. Right. So what was so shocking about this process for me personally was, and for Marty as well, I think I speak for you when I say this too, that we were very surprised at how much, especially your realtor, will be like, oh, it's about time you've bought a house. You've been living in apartments for how long? That's crazy. Why pay someone else's mortgage? Why pay? And that's not that simple, guys. A real estate agent will be like, oh my gosh, you're paying your you know, renter's mortgage. That's so funny. Why did you do that for so long? Well, there are a lot of reasons why you would rent for a really long time, and they're all legitimate, and don't let anyone tell you. Don't Yeah, don't, don't get bullied into thinking like, oh God, I'm such a failure for having not bought a property before, because yeah. it's, they will try and do that because they'll I try mean, to make you feel that it's way. a sales tactic they're they're selling right and, as and they're gonna make money based off of the sale that they that they put together for you so don't don't let them don't let them get the don't, best of you don't let them push you around like that and also as we all know millennials are killing many industries and one of them is people our age aren't really buying houses and there are very leg- legitimate reasons as to why our age group is not buying houses because it's a crazy crazy process and it's not as simple as oh now what you normally pay in rent you're now paying towards a house it is not that simple no at all. And then I was starting to think, I was like, oh my gosh, from like the time we're tiny baby children, like the world tells us that the peak of success is like owning a home. And that's what it was like 40, 50, 60 years ago. Right. But stuff changes and right. and I think it's hard to break out of the, the vestiges of what you were raised to think. Absolutely. About success and and. Uh, oh God, this is getting so esoteric. Like, this no, is not the intent uh, this, of this no, no, episode. No, no, no. Yeah, we need to keep it light. We need to keep it light. But I think this is a really what you, the point you brought up, Marty, is really important. Which is, you know, we're, we're told we're f- fed a bill of goods. Is that how it's sold a bill of goods? <laughs> fed? I'm not going to eat like an invoice. <laughs> disgusting it's aggressive it's aggressive um so we're told that this is the peak of success but it's it's a vestige it's an old it's an old hat and so if you are so don't let a bunch of like 50 and 60 year old people in the real right. estate industry tell you oh it's right. about time like fuck that right 100 percent. explicit tag on this podcast fuck that so so ask yourself do i feel like i need to do this or is this actually the right time and actually something i want to do and that's a question you have to answer for yourself if you came here looking for like oh i wonder if carly marty will tell me why or, or how i know i'll be ready no no we can't tell you that but we can give you tip number two tip number two uh pick your realtor carefully because they are very involved in the process and let's say 
you have a realtor. Just as hypothetical. Very hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Um, who doesn't understand how technology works, mm-hmm. who doesn't seem to care that you're a first-time home buyer and no. maybe doesn't give you any sort of guidance or attention mm-hmm. and actually makes you feel bad when you ask questions about the process, maybe the most important right. and significant financial transaction of your life. Right. And who tries to say things like, you guys shouldn't buy this because this neighborhood, because it isn't gated, isn't what you want. You guys want You guys should go to yourself. this area that where the houses cost more, so I would get a bigger commission. Right. But they, that's unspoken, of course. Just hypothetically, if you have a realtor like that, it makes the process really difficult. What Marty and I were looking for in this process was like a mama bird to be like, let me take you under my wing and let me guide you through these scary times. That did not happen. That did not happen. We did it all ourselves. Uh, yeah. We got through, and that's the thing, like, even though we had a, a really terrible realtor. Um, and <laughs> Hypothetically. I, no, we did. No, I'm, I'm not even going to stop. I'm actually I'm going to forward her this link so she can listen to the podcast afterwards. So she really knows how we felt. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It was uh, bad. Uh, but no, I mean, it's not like it's going to sink. It, it, I mean, it has implications into your the overall transaction and negotiations and making sure that you're on top of um, mm-hmm. understanding what you would need to pay or what you need to owe or when mm-hmm. things need to get done. Um, they certainly have an impact on that, but you can still kind of muddle your way through like we did. Yeah, and and I honestly, I feel that like while in the moment it was really, really hard, I think coming out of it, we learned a lot more because we had to learn a lot more because this person wasn't doing their job. And don't, don't feel obligated to go with a person just because they've shown you a few houses. Yeah, that's true. I So the reason why we stuck with this situation was because I felt guilty that this person had given us like an hour of their time. And I was like, well, we committed now. No, we didn't sign anything. We didn't commit. Um, and so... You can switch your realtor whenever you want. You can switch your realtor if, if it isn't working for you because it is super, super important that your communication's on point. Yes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of shopping around for people to work on this transaction with you, you should also shop around for your mortgage. Mortgage. It's spelled Mort Gage. Yeah, Marty mort-gage. said Marty said Mortgage like a thousand. I think it's times. fun. <laughs> I think it's better to pronounce words the way that they they're spelled yeah. out. Mortgage. Yeah. Yep. But no, just like um, he says, TV. T- hey, have em- we addressed this on this podcast? No, yet? it's this isn't the episode for that. But All right. Marty says TV. Eminem says TV. It's yeah. a it's a it's a smart Midwest thing that only cool people say. It's a Detroit and Cleveland thing. No. Get out of get out of here. No, it's accurate. You're in a rolly chair. I'm gonna push you away from this microphone. <laughs> I am in take, a rolly chair. I'm gonna take over the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, shop around for your mortgage. Uh, the same way that you would shop around for your realtor or your house. It is there are terms. There are, um, you know the the there are terms. There are terms and there are numbers, and they all have an impact on uh, whether or not uh, you're gonna enjoy. The, the home paying for experience. I'm I really looking, have not podcasted in no, a while. She's looking no. at me like, Marty, you gotta, you gotta pull the e-brake here. No, I'm just looking at you because honestly, recapping this process, I think is like re-stressing Marty out. Like recapping what we've been My through. eyes are getting your, heavier. Your you can see it heavier. as I'm talking his about this. His head is in his hands as we're talking Ugh. about this. And you know what? I'm gonna keep it absolutely one hundo with this audience right now. When it comes to numbers, I am not your girl. Like I cannot be trusted with understanding numbers, and that's a failing on my part. I should make an effort to get better. But Marty knows this, and in true like Midwestern hard worker fashion, he's like, "Well, I'm just gonna put my head down and do this myself." <laughs> so he was, you know, the leader in the mortgage finding process because there are. It's not just like someone says, "Like here's what your monthly here's the, is gonna here's be." The mon- no, there's so many other there's things. There's so many going other on. things. There's like a like a PMI, like private mortgage insurance, 
which is another added cost. That's if you don't pay up front how much down? 20%. If you don't pay 20% of what your house is, what you're buying the house for, if you don't pay that much up front in addition to closing costs, then. Which we'll get to closing costs later. Oh, that's coming up in number four, y'all. But they, well, you spoilers. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> it, so, could've, it could've been five. They wouldn't have known. They wouldn't have known. not said anything. Oh, okay. Uh, no, so yeah, so you have to pay an additional upfront fee, and then you also have to like loop your uh, your property taxes and right. your uh, property insurance into the mortgage payment because then right. you have to deal with escrow accounts, and you have to deal with rate locks, and you also deal with like different terms on your mortgage yeah. five seven one ARM five one ARM thirty year fix yep. fifteen year fix yep figuring and out it, down payments figuring out how that works every bank's going to give you a different right. uh, rate on top of that. Some banks will uh, change the servicer midway through. Yep. You need to be prepared and comfortable with that, which and is like if- who you actually pay your mortgage to. And these people are just as involved as the realtor. So you want to pick a mortgage uh, agent mm-hmm. that is, you know, hopefully has your interests in mind. Absolutely. Uh, which is scary to think about because, like, you're talking again about, like, a, a lot of money. Yeah. You're buying a damn house or, or any piece of property. We are. So we're about 13 minutes in. And if you're thinking to yourself, I am bored out of my skull. What are we talking about? It's probably not your moment to buy a house because this will be an ongoing process. No, no, in no, your no, mind. no, 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 no. Here, if you're bored, like, it's not, there's not going to be a moment when you wake up and say, you know what? Those mortgages sound like a lot of fun. It's That's always going to be terrible. That's true. It's always going to be a drag. And let's talk about Rocket Mortgage because I remember on a previous episode, you were like, Rocket mor- Mortgage. Actually, you said Rocket Mortgage. Sounds interesting. Mortgage. It sounds interesting to me. Sounded interesting to us, but they Yo, gave us a terrible rate. Rocket Mortgage rate. sucks. What they're trying to do is they're trying to take advantage of the fact that you saw a house and you really, really want it, so you need quick approval. And they're going to take advantage of you by giving you a way higher rate than everybody else. Don't, go, don't use don't, Rocket Mortgage. Don't use Rocket Mortgage. Shop around. So we shopped around. And by we, I should say Martin Hess shopped around and did an excellent job and um, asked all the right questions. And we got an excellent rate. And we made it, it a hard. priority. It was really hard for him. <laughs> I didn't negotiate. And, like, I don't yeah. do that very well. Marty's not, like, a hardcore negotiator. Like, take market, Marty to a flea market, and he's going to be like, it's whatever you say it is, man. It's all good. But in this, it's really important to be, you know, yeah. to be on top of it. And so we picked – we went with a great um, uh, loan guy. Mm-hmm. And loan guys can be so sketchy. There were some – we met some bad loan guys. We met some – And we can leave it at are that. Are they called loan sharks? Or is that – No, lo- no, loan sharks are very different things. That's when, like, you owe someone money, like, oh. soon. Oh. It's, like, short-term loans, and then they come and break your legs. These guys felt like sharks, though. They smell blood in the water. Truth. Yes, the blood in the water, by the way, is you identifying yourself as a first-time first, oh. buyer. It's like, it's like when you shop for DJs for your wedding, it's important to tell them that it's for a birthday party because they'll charge you less. Like, you should not tell them it's, that you're a first-time home buyer. But, um, but you should. But so you eventually have to yeah, get you there. You to. have to actually tell them. It's tricky. It's tricky. Yeah. Uh, number four, closing costs are insane and mysterious, and everyone acts like that's fine. Yep. This is more just like a word of warning, I guess. But like yes. closing costs are a thing. Yep. And they are a percentage of uh, how much the the property costs. Because mm-hmm. you're paying for a lot of stuff up front. Um, you're paying for everybody's involvement in the actual process of, of buying the house. You're putting your down payment down to the actual property. And that, mm-hmm. that is um, where the valuation is determined for the for the property itself. But then you also have to pay up front like a year's worth of taxes and like yep. half a year's worth of insurance. 
And like it's money you get like you would have paid otherwise, but they make it happen all up front and it's right. just like And that has to be cash. And they and they never tell you like they didn't tell us until like two days before like how much exactly what our be. closing costs were gonna be. Right. Which is like you can estimate stuff out, but everybody's a little different and yep. it's very confusing. And so basically what that is so when I was thinking about what it takes to buy a house, I was imagining, okay, how how much can I give to the down payment? And I imagined that that would be my cost. That is not the only thing you have to pay for upfront. No, you got to add like another three percent onto the final home property value. Yeah, is like the the estimate that you need to give, which is like so. If you think, oh, I'll put ten down, like now nah, you should save up for fifteen. Exactly, honestly. you should save up for fifteen, and you'll probably still be putting. You'll 10 still down. probably still put ten down, yeah. So, which means you'll need to get private mortgage insurance. All that to say, there you need a lot of you need to calculate a lot more money that you have just like floating around there, which is crazy. And I imagine that so many people see a house, they want to buy a house, and then the closing cost aspect of it becomes such a surprise. Also, real estate agents make bank. Oh, yeah. We saw that balance sheet. Ooh, girl. And like the the lady who we talked about earlier who we hated and despised <laughs> and we didn't think did a very good job, she got like, she got a fucking payday. She got, and this is the thing. If we had an Which excellent sucks. real estate agent, they've earned it because ideally they've walked you through the process. They've spent a lot of time with you. They've responded to literally any of your text messages. They, you know, ideally they've been along for the ride and have devoted a lot of time to you. Like I have no problem paying someone who has done their job, but that was not the situation. So. So when you think of the real estate industry, think of a used car salesman because that's who you're going to find mostly in this industry. Truly, from our experience, that's what it felt like. Yeah. Um, and and so, there are there are good car salespeople out absolutely, there. Absolutely, absolutely. There are people who have your back. Much but, like there are good real estate agents and good mortgage right. lenders. And like in life, there are more people who want to take advantage of you than people who have your back. Damn. That's bleak, but that's real. Like you need to you need to vet some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should. Because Marty and I were so bright eyed at the beginning of this, guys. We were just like a little husband and a wife, just being like, "Oh, we're so excited." And I'm step, and I'm still tired. I still like have yeah. nightmares. You are coming off like a month long travel I've been, circuit. I, yeah, so that is totally understandable. Um, I have yeah, I've been on the road for as long for like half the amount of time that we've owned this place. Right, and so. Yeah, as as Marty mentioned, like maybe like I don't know, guys. I saw the house, and that's that's the happy part. We'll talk about that at the end of this list. But oh, number five. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't really a tip. This is more just like this uh, is a statement. This is a statement. But number five, anybody who goes over budget on house hunters is insane. Okay, so you know how on house hunters where they're like, eh, it's over budget. Marty and I. And 90%, 99% of home buyers, you can't go over budget. Like, that's not a thing. Like, it, it, did we mention that it's more than just the down payment? Like, this is a lot of money we're talking about. Yeah, you set up a plan of like, okay, here's how much we want to spend. Here's how much we have to spend. And then it's right. like, you go over budget, like, even like 5%, like that, it adds up right. significantly in the upfront. I've seen people on House Hunters go like $100,000 over budget. That is not real life i don't know how they're doing that because what that makes your monthly is nut balls balls. how that changes your monthly payment is mind-blowing because obviously when you're when you're getting a home loan 
part of it, you're obviously yes paying for the value of the house, but at the end of the day, you're paying for like the interest on that. That's what all the rates are about, right? You're paying the interest on the actual property, mm-hmm. and like those just go up exponentially as the property value increases and in how much you're expected. It's not a one to one ratio where like, oh, if I'm you know, oh, I'll spend another fifty grand on a house. It's, I'm already paying you know X amount for the house. What's another fifty? No, no. <laughs> that's not it at all. And so now I don't know like. I feel betrayed because I don't know what to believe anymore because I can't believe that someone would set a budget and then go over it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I did. We didn't. We didn't. We truly didn't. We we went about, I don't even want to say, we went so much lower than what our real estate agent told me. We The minimum we had to pay to get what we wanted was like a third of what she wanted us to go a third over. That, well, because they don't care. Like they don't give a shit about what other they don't other care bills or you, situations you they have. Don't They're care just about like, oh, situation. oh, you have this much. All right, you can buy the house that's worth like a billion bucks. And, and, and like, I don't want to pay for a, do- a house that's worth one billion dollars. And she wasn't madam. even like she wasn't even suggesting houses that we could afford. No, it was just range. She was it like, was, you should just look at these ranges. You should just why look not? at yeah. even if they they have more than you want. Like whatever. Yeah, bump up your range. And she kept laughing at me because and no one will be surprised who knows me I kept going into houses and being like this is way too big we don't need this like I want every single room and every single bit of space to have a function and she was like I never hear of people complaining that houses are too big and then I was like your girl's from Ohio okay okay we have and still we have one room that like is just right now full of boxes that's actually true we do have a room full of boxes but what's that room supposed to be tell them sometimes no sometimes we just close the door and pretend like there's nothing in there we pretend like the job is done because we have a room full of boxes but marty tell them what we got that room for oh i'm gonna play a bunch of vr games in there yeah so that's the vr room for now virtual reality room yeah and so i i allowed us to get a house large enough where for the time being it can be our vr room so to me it's already like and of course we looked at this house she said it was too small this needs to not be a venting session about how badly we chose our realtor so again number five anybody who goes over budget on house hunters is insane and i don't believe that's real but i guess no it's reality television i guess people in their life though go buy more than they can afford all the time but when it comes to like the biggest purchase in theory of your whole life, I don't. Also, know how you don't do that. Let, we we've said that phrase several times. Like, don't let it freak you out that much. No, that's true. Because you can like sell the house, right? And then buy so, another house, so, or or not buy another house. You can sell the house, and like that's that's money back in your pocket from what you put into it. I mean, you won't get back the closing costs, right? But the equity is is good. So that's so if you've listened up until this point and you're still thinking, yeah, I could definitely see myself buying a house. Let's loop it back to the positive, shall we, Boo? <laughs> I was I was waiting for you to do it. <laughs> Guys, he stared off into the distance so hard. I was waiting for you to do the loop around. All right, I'm gonna do the loop around, guys. Here's the thing. What is wonderful about owning a house is that you are investing back into yourself. That's what it feels like. Mm -hmm. It feels like we're investing back into our home. And any changes we make to it are things that we're keeping in mind that could improve resale value. So it feels cool to like consider things like, oh, if we paint this wall or if we add this, like that could increase the value of our home. If we switch out the countertops in our bathrooms, like you know, put some subway tile in there and people will lose their minds. That'll add like a ton of equity to our home. So it's fun to think about things in those terms. But it's also really nice to like have a garage to pull into and have like a little palm tree in our yard that's ours. It's It's, our little palm. It's not fun to mow the lawn. 
But no. it's fun to have a lawn. Okay, it's not fun to mow your lawn in Florida because you have to mow it twice a week. Yeah, it grows so fast. It grows so fast because it's raining all the time, all the days. And it's also sunny all the time, all the days. So for about two hours every day, it downpours, it monsoons. And so vegetation is just like, yay, hallelujah. And you're like, no. And so you have to mow literally twice a week yeah. or else... We're so afraid that our neighbors are going to judge us if our lawn gets too long. We've talked to our neighbors and like, hey, are you guys cool if we don't want the lawn? They're like, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, they're very chill, but it's still, it, that part's hard. But um, other joys of owning a home include um, not having upstairs neighbors. Yes. It's your own space. <laughs> it's your own space. You can drill holes in the wall. You don't have to really ask anybody. You have or, to like, ask wonder if anybody. it's going to affect your security deposit. Exactly. But then, exactly. like, you got to fill the holes up later, which is, like, a weird... Uh, honey, wizard, we're going positive. Um, <laughs> you can put whatever you want in your fridge. I don't know. What, I, <laughs> there are more positives than this. There are a lot more positives to this. Keep in mind, this man has not lived here in, like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I have all this space. I have this new desk that's really nice. Yeah. So, our former setup for the podcast was I would be sitting, like, half on uh, the guest room bed, and Marty would be sitting in his chair, and then we would put this on, like, a little side table. This and then we would, we would put four, four books underneath the microphone. Yeah. And now we're just sitting at Marty's giant desk that yeah. he got from Ikea. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, more space. You can do what you want with the space, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. And you can make it your own, and you can um, have people over, and they don't have to worry about your upstairs neighbors. <laughs> it's good. It's mostly just getting away from the neighbors. Right. And we have a pool now, which is crazy. Yeah. Which is crazy. Just dip my toes in. So, fun little side story um my siblings would when we were growing up my dad hated red lobster but my parents would just tell us we couldn't go there because it was too expensive when in reality it like wasn't but he would just say that so we wouldn't have to go there and he wouldn't have to order what he didn't want to anyway so it got in our heads that red lobster was too expensive and each of us throughout our lives were faced in our adult lives with going to red lobster and we'd always say no we can't go it's too expensive (laughs) and then people would think we're insane All that to say, when we got this house and I was like, hey, siblings, I have a pool. Um, We decided that the pool is the red lobster of homes, where in Florida, almost every place has a pool. So it's actually not that ritzy. But to someone from Ohio, having a pool is like a lap of luxury. But like, it's you're hard pressed to not find a pool in Florida. It's true. It gets very hot here. It gets very, very hot here. And it's year round use. Um, we're planning on having a football party where we're going to just like be in floaties. Yeah, we're going to put the TVs in the windows and so people can watch. Right. The so, game like, from the a, pool. a fall pool party is a, is a fun perk. So, so, come on down to Florida. We have a guest room, a VR room, and a pool. That's accurate. That makes us sound so ritzy. We promise we are not that ritzy. In fact, our realtor hated us because, because we weren't they, that we, ritzy. They were like, you should be ritzier. And we're like, no. 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 Gated communities freak me out. Yeah. Although a lot of things have gates in Florida. Also, another question I got from um, friends I showed pictures of the house. We have a screened-in pool, and people thought the screen was there to keep alligators out. It's only... It's for bugs. It's mostly for the alligators, but also the bugs. (laughs) I did find a giant snake in our yard. But it didn't want anything to do with no, the it. No, it just it just slithered away. It just slithered under away, the fence. but I was like, what? And yeah. so that's also why there's a screen. But right. um but we, yeah. We have about a hundred lizards outside though. We they do. eat all the bugs. And the, the lizards the lizard family that lives in our yard just had babies yeah. too. Yeah. There's a ton of baby lizards. We have an ecosystem. We do. Just in our backyard. Just in our backyard that we get to see. Yeah. So that's super fun. But um, no, and none of them pay rent. 
so over <laughs> over the past two months, we have had a couple emails to campus counselors. Just a real quick review. Um, one of the emails we got was from our dear friend Maggie, and Maggie um, said instead of a post grad problem, let's have a post grad opportunity, and then suggested recipes that we use. Um, so we have eaten out every night for the past two and a half months, give or take. <laughs> Don't tell people. Every that. time we look in the fridge, we're like, should we go grocery shopping? And then we order pizza. Yeah. Um, but we're going to turn that around very soon. We've got to turn that which around. Which is an opportunity. Maggie's not wrong. She's not wrong. But what I'm trying to say before we revealed that we eat out way too much is that um, Maggie suggested we make stuffed shells. She gave us one of her recipes. Oh, that's right. And we had stuffed shells, and it was amazing. Delicious. And the most surprising thing about cooking for yourself is the leftovers, so you don't have to think about dinner the next night. Yeah. So that was cool. And Carly cooked this all by herself. I did. Good job. Thanks, honey. Yeah. Um, and then I also got an email from an old resident of mine, Thomas, and he asked a very difficult question, which was, how do you make friends as an adult? So tune in to next week's episode. Truly, we're going to think on it. Because I have no idea. <laughs> because we both were like, oh my gosh, how do you make friends as an adult? And you know what? It's really hard and really complicated. So we're going to think about that um, and get back to you, Thomas, because that was a that was a really, really good question. That's a good, valid, important question. Right. And, and one that as you move off campus, even when you move off campus and like are actually in college, is still like a hard question to answer. Absolutely. No, I think that... When you're in high school, when you're in college, you meet people super organically. And when you're an adult, it's not organic. It just doesn't happen No, it's like forced. That. Actually, it's funny. This came up. I, I hadn't heard this question yet. And last night, we watched part of I Love You, Man, which is that movie about yes. Paul Rudd looking for a, a friend to mm-hmm. be his best man. And they made an entire let – me, let me put it this way. They made an entire movie about it. Yeah, like about how hard it is to make adult friends. So – Truly. You're not alone. You're not alone at all, my friend. You're really not. It's it's super complicated. And, you know, I think it's equally complicated as an adult to date, as I often hear from dear friends of mine who say that, you know, online dating is horrible, and yet it's very hard to meet people otherwise. Yeah. Um, so... It's complicated, y'all. But as far as the future episodes of Campus Counselors, um, as Marty mentioned earlier in the podcast, we're just really raking in the dough with um, every all episode. Our, all of our hot sponsors. <laughs> all of our hot, hot sponsors. No, guys, we do this because Marty and I really enjoy it, and we've always said we wanted to do it, and we're doing it. Um, so we hope you enjoy it, um, and we, we hope it brings a little bright spot to your day. Yeah, Can we-, we commit to getting back on the every other week schedule? We are not sure because Marty's busy season is still not over with work um and i am currently going through some some changes myself on the career front so we shall see we'll get it done we'll get it done um this won't be the last episode this won't I, be the I, last I just don't episode. know if you're getting one next week or the week after yeah so we're, we're still in process with that but um thank you for sticking around to those who tune back in yeah because i know we had a loyal viewership wasn't viewership? the biggest one is that what it is viewership listenership Viewership. Viewership. People are looking like when you have this in your car. And are they, are, do you think the whole time they're just staring at their iPhones or their, their Samsung That's Galaxies? I do. You, like, st- you should be. You're driving. No, but don't like look when I'm. Phone. I just look at it sometimes. I don't look at my phone. I look at it, what it says on the screen. It's listenership. It's listenership. There you go. So <laughs> all that to say, thank you for staying loyal and for caring enough to listen to our podcast. At the end of the day, it's real fun for Marty and I to do this and to just sit down across from each other 
This is the first time we've really been across from each other, actually, because our old setup was like very Super awkward. Awk. Um, but it's it's something that makes us happy, and we love we love talking to y'all yeah. every every other week. Sometimes, sometimes, no guarantees, <laughs> but this is certainly not the last you've heard from us. And um, signing off from the new Hess House, this is Carly. This is Marty, and you can. Email us at campuscounselorspodcast at gmail.com if you have questions. Yep. I tried to do a Facebook post and it caught no bites. <laughs> Got no bites? Caught no bites. Trilobites. <laughs> Trilobites. The fossil, a state fossil of Ohio. That's a fun fact. Isn't that a fun fact? Yeah. Thank you, Deb Johnson. Okay. All that to say, thanks for being here, folks, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>